This podcast is brought to you by Stormaven. I won't lie, I am an employee at Stormaven, so I want to tell you a little bit about why it's the greatest company on earth. If you're interested in growing your app in any way, organically, paid, both, we have tools to help you do it, whether it's optimizing your creatives, measuring the success and the effect of different efforts that you're taking, or just telling you what people look for in an app. We're here to help you do it. It's really important to find and work with an agency who understands your product, your app, your goals and everything. Because today, there are a lot of them. The plenty of small agencies and not small agencies who actually work and they're chasing only one aim for them to earn more money. Welcome to Mobile Growth and Pancakes, a podcast by Stormaven. We break down how and why mobile apps grow. In each episode, we invite a mobile growth expert onto the show to break down a specific mobile growth strategy, how it worked, why it worked, and what they would do differently. I'm your host, Esther Schatz. Welcome to Mobile Growth and Pancakes. I'm excited to be joined today by Vladimir Alov. Vladimir, you want to introduce yourself? Thank you for having me here. My name is Vladimir. I'm working uh... And uh, with the mobile, in mobile marketing, I've been working uh, in, uh, since, I think, uh, uh, 2016. I have been working with uh, different kind of verticals in the, in the mobile marketing. Today, I actually work with uh, lotteries, with betting, and uh, casino. And should I talk about my background? I think, yes. Yeah, give a little. <laughs> give us a little. Yeah. If to... So short, it um, was like 2016 when I started uh, to thinking uh, what kind of area should uh, I dedicate, like uh, what should I do? And I had no clue how mobile marketing works. And to say the truth, mobile traffic just uh, started to penetrate the time into the market. And um, my first experience uh, started from working as a CPI and traffic manager. And the company who were, works with uh, how to say that, seller carrier services or some kind of seller seller carriers like Vodafone, for example, they had, um, and now they also have some special services and they provide these services to the people, some paid services by subscriptions. And this was my first experience when we run campaigns with a specific target services, geos, uh, geographic um, on uh, special countries to inquire users to these subscription services. And yes, and this, uh, and I have been working, uh, have been working in this area like uh, one year. Then I decided that I need to, uh, a little bit more specific. Uh, I want to more mobile marketing, and I started to work on the developer side as a user acquisition side. Uh, mostly, uh, I had experience with buying traffic from plenty of sources, networks, in-app network, uh, networks. I worked with fraud detection. Uh, there were apps with social casino games. At that time, I worked in uh, Kama Games. Maybe you heard about this company with the social casino um, games, applications. And after this experience, I started working in a lottery company. It's actually quite interesting industry. The lottery industry positioned itself as an entertainment. It's not about gambling and getting money. It's more about to choose magic numbers from your dream or somewhere in the lottery tickets, and then you're just waiting the drawing by TV with family, friends. Uh, and uh, it's about emotion. 
everyone knows that uh, to win a lottery is a very big luck. And that's why when you're buying tickets, you're like, okay, let's see. Uh, maybe I dreamed uh, yesterday about these numbers and I decided to buy the tickets with these numbers. And if it will be, if I will win, wow. Okay, let's see. Interesting. Yeah. So you're saying basically the lottery, it's not the main pitch. It's not win a lot of money. It's enter this experience, you know, take the, your inner, the what's in you, give it a chance, see if it happens, enjoy with your family and friends, that kind of uh, twist. Yes, exactly. It's kind of entertainment. Even if we're still to the App Store ranking, App Store position, uh, mostly lotteries uh, are in the entertainment side. Like it's not a gambling, it's not a casino, but mostly a shoe beer, I think, in entertainment. Because it's more about emotions. Like uh, you bought this ticket with these numbers, or which about you dreamed yesterday, for example, you had a dream with these numbers or something like that, or maybe it's your birthday. And you decided, okay, let's see, what if I will choose this one? And if even you win a little bit money, yes, it's uh, also emotions. And uh, you are just waiting this drawing by, to get these emotions. That's why I like lovers. Interesting. I uh, never thought of it that way. And that's super interesting. I was just really interested by looking, you know, it's uh, really not something I would have considered, but now it makes a lot of sense. And uh, you're right, they're almost all entertainment apps, not uh, casino apps or, or gambling apps. I'd love to talk about something that definitely wasn't around when you started your career in, uh, in growth and acquisition, which is TikTok, because I know that's something that you've handled. And it's, uh, I have to say, I think it's a pretty sensitive network for a lot of developers of kind of understanding we should be in TikTok. It's thing the kids are on these days. But how actually do we look at TikTok as an acquisition platform? Exactly. TikTok, actually, it's quite a big deal today with the performance, especially in mobile marketing. And uh, yes, let's talk why. Firstly, because of uh, the manier of the content there. Like, uh, there is a UGS content, user-generated content. And uh, that's why when you are when you are doing in TikTok, when you are watching something, sometimes if uh, their creatives... Uh, were made uh, correctly, you cannot uh, understand, is it advertising or not, if you will not, uh, of course, to see that this is ads. And uh, this kind of advertising works perfectly because uh, people are who used to use TikTok to watching videos there, they like uh, scrolling, scrolling, and, uh, op- and they see your creative. And if it's the same as the other videos they watch, it works perfectly. So you're like not really trying to create an ad. You're creating a TikTok video. That's the goal. The uh, goal is to create a video that people will watch. It just happens to be advertising a specific, you know. Yes. You're actually do the creative um, in the manner of TikTok content. And it works. Also, it's important to show in your creatives that something um, that you have something freebie, you know. It's something people can get in free uh, in uh, from your content from your uh, product because mostly your audience in TikTok it's uh, people who are housekeepers or I don't know maybe you're even uh, students maybe somewhere else um, most of them some of them they used to get some it's it also depends on the country of course it depends on the girl but uh, these people are used to get some. Freely, they are pay attention on uh, some things which are free or some things which are very 
unusual. That's why it's uh, we definitely need to put in there creative some things, like maybe promo codes, maybe some uh, information which can uh, be free for their first using or something like that. Uh, and um, when we show it in our creatives, like, for example, it can be creative like, say, a girlfriend and boyfriend, they're talking about something and she showed him, oh, let's see, there is a special promo code and I, or I got this phone by winning a lottery or something like that. And um, we see that this content of creative is the same as the other videos, um, movies in TikTok, which people actually posted. And this type of advertising works very well. Interesting. So do you worry about when you're promoting free or kind of these uh, initial promo deals as the main source, do you worry about what that means um, long-term for the user revenue? Do you see a difference in quality between your users who come from TikTok and users who come from other sources? Yes, of course, it's a good question because um, to say the truth that if we target, if you actually don't do specific targets, if we work on the without any narrow targets, we see that um, the quality is not the same as in, for example, premium and up like uh, Unity Ads or Facebook, I mean, it's a bit low, maybe because of the specific codons there. But if we do special targets, we actually get a quality traffic there. We get the traffic which we want from there. And uh, also about the TikTok, about the strategy to work there, also it's sort of popularity the web to app from TikTok. Like, uh, for example, if you need to tell more about your product and you cannot uh, show it in just one creative, you're actually, it works like uh, people see your creative, they click them, they're going to special landing page where there's uh, more information about your product, about their, their, your position, which can uh, really acquire the users. This strategy actually works perfectly, even better than the ordinary, because also there's a better to track this audience, especially on the iOS. Actually, I tried this way and I witnessed how did it perform uh, among other verticals and it showed amazing results. But uh, the main things uh, which I would like to advise for everyone who would like to test this, uh, it's don't forget to set up properly TikTok pixel in your landing page and and, uh, then you can enjoy the results. The thing is that TikTok has a special pixel which you can put on your landing page and they will start to uh, track every conversion you want. Why do we need this? Uh, Yes, first, as I mentioned, um, we have more instruments to track the traffic. And you even uh, get rid of the limits of running iOS campaigns to the one app. You can run also campaigns to the alternative stores, which have no optimization traditional way of acquisition, like Huawei App Gallery or Xiaomi Get Tab, or if you have an, uh, your app in Galaxy um, Store and uh, others. So this one... Uh, a way which really helps you to track users, to give them more information about your product, and then um, to acquire them. And it works even better. Wow. Okay. I really I, want I to drill into this. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. I can tell what do we need to start with web to app, but I think it will be a bit boring for the audience. <laughs> Let's start with, so first of all, I mean, I think super interesting because Traditionally, I think in, uh, you try to think of the funnel as making it as narrow as possible, right? So we want as few steps just so we can get the user in. But what you're saying is that we create 
an additional step of this landing page, but that actually enables us to, first of all, continue converting the user instead of throwing them into somewhere where they're not ready to actually complete that conversion. So you're both retaining the user by using it as additional messaging. And then the tracking side is super interesting. So first of all, let's drill into the alternative app stores for a minute, Huawei or Galaxy or or what have you. How do you, you know, do you see success from using those devices? How do you start even thinking about, is it worth me investing in these alternative stores? You know, should I be thinking about what I'm putting there? Yeah. Actually, what are alternative app stores? What is it? <laughs> alternative stores, despite it seeming uh, unknown for most of marketers, uh, has begun to penetrate mobile marketing uh, quite a long time ago. My first time when I released uh, the app and app uh, in alternative store, it was a uh, web gallery. It was uh, like uh, two years or even three years ago. This is our stories for the Android mostly, of course, and uh, it is alternative to Google Play. And the uh, first time, um, Developers who started to use them, they had some issues with the Google Play, for example. Maybe they got bombed or something else, or they just wanted to scale the traffic. And they started to find a way how to use this alternative way, and uh, they found it. And uh, to say the truth, the alternative source, uh, if we're talking about Huawei or Gallery, they actually developed it very good. They have been developing, and uh, I see now that there is a possible to feature in here, for example, to yes, to change banners in the uh, web gallery of your app or something like that. And it's quite interesting, excited to be. Do you have a, a good amount of traffic coming in through these stores? Do you have good sample sizes? If we're talking about different gears, yes, it's uh, actually a nice uh, way to scale your traffic organically. And um, also, if you can get a free featuring, it's also quite good. For example, if you have some product activity and you want to show about this, you can ask whoever the gallery team and they will put your banner, special banner on the like must-have banners, like YouTube did, do it, does it. And uh, you will get some uplift of organic traffic. Uh, it's really, yes, it, I can actually approve it. And uh, the biggest one, yes, of course, uh, web gallery, so me get up. Then also Amazon, uh, I heard, but I didn't use it. And each of them has its own infrastructure, traffic possibilities, organic uh, traffic and paid as well. And uh, I had um, and I have uh, a good experience with Xiaomi uh, uh, ads. It's quite interesting source. It um, has a really not traffic, and um, I would say it's cheap one. And uh, you know, uh, maybe if you use Xiaomi or you you maybe heard uh, that you can uh, when you use your smartphone, you have a lot of advertising there. Like uh, something suggests you to download it. So for example, you're clicking on the alarm and they suggest you to download new alarm or something like that. And it's it works very good. But they have a problem. They have a problem with attribution. The moment I talk with the Xiaomi team, with their also MMP teams like AppSlyer, we're talking together about it. I hope we will find a way how to fix these attribution issues. Because, for example, yesterday I decided to check my link because I, I saw that um, some of the traffic from the site to the Xiaomi get up is going down. And I'm just, what is happening? Let's see. I noticed that when I clicking on the link, which... Uh, is uh, supposed to go to the Xiaomi store. I saw that, okay, I come to the Xiaomi store from this my website link with a Xiaomi device. 
And uh, I see that uh, there is a link on the app in Xiaomi GetApps, which uh, actually uh, goes to the Google Play. And I'm like, what? How is it possible? I'm in Xiaomi app, GetApp, and I was supposed to download this app from the Xiaomi GetApp. And why? I-, I purposely didn't want to go to Google Play. Yeah, and now the Xiaomi GetApp actually moved me to the Google Play, where there is no app. And it's just the issue. And what, what? And actually, this it makes angry sometimes because so you have a lot of traffic, and uh, if they go to the just uh, sometimes nowhere, it actually spoils a lot of things. And I hope I hope they will fix it because so many ads is quite interesting traffic. And if you will run a campaign today, there you will see results. You will see the results with cheap uh, CPA, but. Um, Yes, having these issues, it's a, a bit problem. We have a problem with this. I want to ask a tactical question. When it comes to kind of setting up campaigns for alternative stores, are you able to kind of set up one campaign and then redirect users through your landing page to different stores? Or do you have to set up one that's specifically targeting each store individually? Uh, yes, these are actually there is a problem because uh, no, no one uh, network have uh, optimization for the specific alternative store. We solve this problem by Web to App, as I said, because so when you set up Web to App, uh, your pixel, for example, TikTok pixel or Facebook pixel, they actually attribute uh, any conversion on this landing very well. It works and it actually helps. But yes, as I said, there is no optimization on from the ordinary specific networks, like even in app like Unity Ads or Bungle. And that's if we want to run our campaigns to their alternative stores, then better to use web to app. And you said with iOS as well, you're using the same uh, every time, huh? There's a, I think, a delay, a delay when I hit my uh, unmute button. That it doesn't yeah, doesn't hit yeah. you right away. You mentioned also for iOS that this helps you resolve your tracking issues because you're sending users into web, which enables you to keep your pixel tracking. But what happens when users actually get to the app store? How are you able to continue to track them past that stage? Are you able to continue tracking them past that stage? Yes, you're able to do it by our... Uh, you actually see their all the conversion things which uh, they did uh, by their pixels. And um, then uh, if you, for example, use uh, one link uh, from some MMP like uh, AppSlayer, you can get all the, all the data from this conversion and there is no problem. So my question is, you know, when it comes to this web to web conversion, you mentioned it specifically with TikTok, but is it something that you're doing with all of your networks now? Actually, only with TikTok and Facebook. Any reason why just the two of them? I have not time to use the others thing, uh, other other sources, but also I'm not sure that the pixel or the some any network has a pixel or has a better pixel than uh, have a Facebook and TikTok. This conversion pixel, which actually attributes traffic and conversions. Yeah, that is. Uh, I've known the Facebook pixel especially for a long time. I don't think there's much that compares with that level of uh, of sophistication. Okay, I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about agencies and kind of how you how you work with agencies cuz i heard you use the phrase untamed mobile agency before and i want to drill into that and find out what it means and if you're looking for untamed or tamed and how you can uh, reach that uh yeah it's a specific word i actually wanted to describe that um 
it's uh, really important to find uh, and work with the agency who understands your product, your app, your goals, uh, and everything. Uh, because uh, today, most of agents, there are a lot of them. The plenty of uh, small agencies and not small agencies who actually work and uh, chasing only one aim for them to earn more money and nothing more. And this is a problem of today and nowadays, I think, of the market. And you need to do something with this. And who needs to do this? We need to be there on the client side. We marketers who work on the company who are actually uh, looking for agencies who are, get traffic from them. We need to do something with that. And what can we do? What can we do? As my opinion, we can actually, we need to, to find a, a deal, a dialogue, and we need to motivate not only with money, but only with our like uh, new cases with uh, new goals or with newer with uh, something uh, where we can uh, get benefits with both of us me like a developer and the agency like for example we can uh, test a new traffic for example alternative sources traffic web to app who do it who does it not so many um, media buyers not so many agencies not so many developers uh, do it today and uh, we can try this test then we can uh, we see the results so we do some optimization and then we we can show this to the market we can show this we can uh, participate in different uh, conferences with this so we can show this market how that we found something new we got the results and by this not only developer will be really enjoy this um, results but also the agency will be more known like people will see okay okay this agency they got this results with them let's work with them also and such kind of work should be firstly and then um, i noticed that uh, most of the agencies really don't pay attention on uh, product activity for example we're talking about the lotteries uh, every day we have some uh, new product things uh, we have new prices we we down prices well uh, some prices go up some things change uh, but the creatives which actually uh, agencies run are the same they don't really change them because they found some they got some money and they don't they really don't pay attention to something else and uh, our aim is just to find special product activities special uh, even words special things to show it to the agencies, to show them that you can use this creative, you can use this uh, special case, we can try this. Uh, and um, by this way to, of working, we both will get the growth. We both will uh, find an excellent way to uh, user acquisition. So you're saying that basically money, you know, just signing a contract and paying a specific contract value, all that will get you well, is some level of, uh, we'll call it maybe a stable and not exciting level of activity, right? Like they'll, they'll do what they say they're going to do, but they're not going to have the, the creativity, maybe the excitement. It's a little bit more going into the machine. But if you're able to create a trade-off of saying, we make your agency better. We give you new strategies. We give you something new to talk about when MGU or whatever comes out and you're trying to convince other people to work with you instead of this agency, you have a kind of a, an interesting strategy to the share. Do you find that it's something that you're able to make the pitch well, you know, when you're in that stage with an agency, are they responding to that? Is that something that you sense that they're picking up on or is it really a battle to kind of force them uh, to try it your way or try something new? I also, I always uh, trying to find some alluring proposal for them. 
I found some new traffic possibilities, like for example, Silomets. Okay, let's get it. I started to work it two years ago and uh, I tested it and see the results. And I asked uh, a lot of agencies, I uh, asked them, or they are just starting to write me like, well, we can provide you with traffic. And I said to them, what do you think about Silomets? They were, what? What is Silomets? And I said to them, okay, let's work together. I will teach you. I will show you how we can uh, acquire users there. Then you, your task will be to scale campaigns there and to do it because I have no, a lot of hands to do it uh, every time. I need agency sometimes. And they started to do it. And then I see that they started to do it with other clients. And they started to know Silmets. They started to work with it. And they started to be even professionals in this. With such kind of thing, uh, we have all benefits. They work with us more precisely. We give them knowledges, not only the money. Money, yes, of course, they got money. But also the important thing is, as I believe, it is knowledges. And we need to share with this. And we need to motivate them. We need to find something about this. And it helps. I like the philosophy of like, it's like a democratic knowledge. You know, a lot of companies sometimes try to be very, very protective over their strategies and maybe wouldn't want to share it with an agency because they don't want it distributed. But then you don't have that incoming flow from the other side of benefiting off, you know, the other side. It sounds to me, I want to see if I get this right. The way you look at the role of an agency is you're still in that realm of innovation. Like it's on you to kind of take these initial strategies and then you're using the agency to scale and to run after that initial step. Is that correct? Sometimes, yes. Sometimes, for example, we are currently, the company has no internal in-house bank, media bank. And that's why sometimes it's really better. There is a manager who actually rules everything about the traffic and finds a list of agencies who actually run campaigns with our benchmarks. Like, for example, we tried firstly to to find a benchmark for CPI in a specific geo or in a specific uh, target. Uh, we actually established this CPI, for example, like uh, $2 for their for the install. And then we handled this uh, CPA, this benchmark to the agency, like uh, we are ready to pay for the install $2. Because we did, we tested, and we, we actually enjoyed uh, by this result, and we want to scale it. We have no actually employees who will uh, scale it uh, in-house and uh, work with this. And um, we are also glad that sometimes to work with agency, it's even more profitable because uh, some agencies have their own department of, for example, creating creatives. And in mobile marketing, you need to do a lot of creatives. You need to find every day something new. And uh, there's also managers who investigate the market. Also, they're supposed to find new sources. But um, sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes they have uh, no, I don't know, vision for this or no time for this. And this is our work to find new sources, to find something new, to test it. And then for scaling, to handle it to the agencies, to do the same with our benchmarks. And it works, yes, this kind of strategy. So you've tamed the agencies. Can call you the agency tamer. If we can say it like this and try to, you know, find some motivation for them, some kind of benefits, which can be even uh, better than only money. Because mostly, you know, mostly just agencies, they are told, oh, we want to, can you please raise the CPI? Can you raise the CPA? Can you raise uh, the payments? And we say, like, let's optimize that. You will get money. 
But well, let's optimize. Let's find a special. We we have some productivity, and your user acquisition will be more cheaper, and you will earn money by this. We can uh, provide you with new sources, with new traffic sources, and we're trying to, if it's possible, to say like tame agency <laughs> by this, and it works. To say you have a nice theme here that from start to finish, which is starts with the lottery is not just about money. It's about an experience and the process and entertainment. And with agencies, it's also not just about money. It's about knowledge transfer and creativity. So uh, you're a guy who's not just about the money. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Vladimir, are you ready for the quick fire round? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. First of all, if you could give just one tip to uh, an aspiring mobile growth marketer, what would it be? An aspiring growth marketer. It should be one person. Any, any, you know, somebody could even be a classroom of uh, kids fresh out of college. They're looking to enter mobile growth. What's the one tip they should keep in mind? Uh, it's hard to say. I actually, if we're talking about marketers, mobile marketers teams, I would like to talk with a mobile marketing team of Telegram because um, maybe heard they as Pavel Durov, the CEO of uh, Telegram, said, they, he has never got the paid traffic from Telegram. So they are actually growing organically. And this fact amaze, uh, This fact is amazing. And uh, I would like to talk with them, like, how did they got this result? What kind of things they actually... What is the philosophy of them uh, to actually to get uh, and to grow only by organic? To say, I also... Uh... Like a lifetime ago, I spoke to a SoundCloud who for their initial, maybe until like last year, two years ago, they also hadn't spent a single dollar on UA. It was entirely organic in those early days. So rare. That's amazing. So rare. Yes. It's uh they're growing career. If only we could all pull it off, right? Like <laughs> I think uh, you know, it's a very special thing. Your favorite resource for growth, ideas, news. I have a list uh with um, plenty of resources and I try uh, several times per week to look what if interesting they are. And um, mostly, actually, it's um, about um, different mailing from um, business of apps, uh, from, of course, StormAven. Of course. <laughs> Your podcast, of course. And uh, also MMP services like AppSlyer, they actually provide with uh, they have a special hub and I also use it. And of course, it is networking. Networking, you know, with you are around people who love uh, mobile marketing uh, and you share their results and you share the new cases. And this is very important, I think. You even share the news. <laughs> Sometimes I cannot read the news. I just <laughs> post it in my channels or somewhere and like, wow, what is it? For example, recently I got the news there's a there will be a new in-app network with the audio in-app, like audio advertising. And it seems interesting because when you're playing, for example, game, some advertising really annoys. And this uh, will be audio advertising. So you continue going on playing the game and then you heard some audio. And actually can work. I think it's interesting. Interesting. I wonder if that in the beginning of this call, when I kept hearing that little kid voice over and over, was somebody trying to secretly advertise on my uh, network without me knowing. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, no, I have to say, I think it's one thing that I've heard a lot speaking to people in mobile growth, that it's maybe the friendliest industry that everybody really is. It's just really into learning from each other. Like it's a very, people share a lot and look to each other. Like it's, I think a lot less competitive maybe than some old school industries out there who don't share the same philosophy. Okay. The most important question. Are you ready? Let's go. What's your favorite type of pancake? Oh, I love a lot of pancakes. But Every uh, one, <laughs> yes, but one uh, which my mom cooked, I remember, is it's called Napoleon. I don't think I could say that. Napoleon. <laughs> Napoleon. Okay, got it, got it. Okay, but what yeah. is a Napoleon pancake? Oh, it's with a cream, with a, the cream between of a slice of for. Oh my God, I'm just. Um, I'm afraid to describe it in the wrong way and uh, you will not try it. <laughs> to not do it justice. I try all pancakes as a rule. Yeah, you definitely try this, I think, because it's quite popular in France, maybe because of the name of <laughs> there. <It's> good. Yeah. <laughs> Emperor. Yeah. Vladimir, thank you so, so much for coming and for sharing. This was incredibly informative and I think going to be super useful for a lot of people. Thank you very much for having me here. And that was Mobile Growth and Pancakes. To find out more about StoreMaven and how we can improve app store performance, visit StoreMaven.com. And then make sure to search for Mobile Growth and Pancakes in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are found, and click subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. On behalf of the team here at StoreMaven, thanks for listening.